Winter meetings, winter meetings are coming What's up, everybody? We're back with Just My Cover, episode four. I'm here joined by my two co-hosts, Carl Tron. Gang. What's up, Carl? What's up with it? <laughs> and we also got Max, Maximus. What's up? Aurelius. M-A-X-F-A-R-1-A-S. Shut up. <laughs> Quick question for hey. you guys. What's up with the hostility around here? It's hot right now. I think it was the four locs. Sick of this food. I think it was the four locs. Is it the four locs I mean, getting into us? I think Carl is Bane uh, from the movie Batman Forever because he has coffee in his system, four loco in his system, and whatever he had for dinner. Hey, That's so, a bad combo. So so do I. But like, well, we got two Banes, and I'm. I think I think Robin a, with I think plastic a healthy lips. Conversation is between me and me and Carl right now because we're we're off the same thing. I just had a coffee. We both just chugged a four loco. We're feeling good. Yeah. You are negative energy, Max. I'm going to bring it back positive today right now. Right now, I got a question for you guys, and it's been boggling my mind all day. Okay. How much would you guys pay to have your Twitter be at Jesse Mendez or at Carl Cervantes? I'll start. Zero dollars. Zero dollars? For your original name, Carl Cervantes. It means nothing to me. That's so cool to have that. If I could have just... Carl Cervantes 15 is just okay with me. If, if I if I could just have at Jesse, that'd be sick. Then I'd probably pay mm, no no more than like two hundred dollars. What about you? Just to have at Carl. How sick would that be? That'd be dope because you you get so much more relevancy on on your page, and it, that would benefit you and your growth for social media purposes or whatever you want to do. I think it would be cool. I just don't. I mean, fuck twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I think I would pay. Right around two hundred fifty dollars. If I could, if my Instagram and Twitter could just be at MF. But think about it. Fuck? It doesn't. That's it. it doesn't. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't matter what your Twitter name is or your handle or whatever, as long as the content is good. So your name could be XYZ three one two, and if you put out fire content, it doesn't fucking matter. People are gonna go. Do you follow XYZ three one two? Just might blow up. He's fucking hot, bro, dude. Everybody go follow XYZ312. All right, let's go. All right. XYZ312. All right. There's no XYZ312. We should take that. (laughs) So if you guys want XYZ312, it probably will be taken by the time this is up. But I'm taking it. Just a heads up. XYZ312. Follow me on Instagram. (laughs) The account is suspended. Everybody follow XYZ312. All right. So there's a lot of talk going around right now about Garrett Cole and the Angels and the Yankees being linked to Garrett. These are two uh, Angel fans right here next to me. These guys have been hot all week long. Spicy. We're getting, we're, yeah. we're getting Garrett Cole. It only makes sense. It kind of sucks. It's kind of like being at a bar, and like the best way to describe it is you're at a bar, and the hottest girl in the bar is there, and you think that she keeps looking at you, but you're not sure. That is a great analogy. I can't relate. I'm ugly. But you've been there. The Never. Yankees are the hottest dude at the bar. Yeah, but sometimes the hottest chick doesn't want the hottest dude. What she want the she wants the idiot? Tom Cruise, hot ass dude. Nobody's dating him. He's also four seven. So she wants the she wants the ugly guy, but the ugly guy Maybe has, not the ugly guy, but maybe like you know how like dad bods were a thing for a while? Okay. Like that. It's the it's you're and, in a bar and you just keep looking over your shoulder and be like, Was she just looking at me? And then you're like, nah. And then she just happens to, you know. In this particular situation, though, for Garrett Cole, the Angels are far from a dad bod. The Angels are down the street from where he grew up. Weather year-round is so amazing. So they're, they're his, like, first crush. They're a prime candidate for 
Maybe, I mean, maybe where they're would you wearing. Rather, where would you rather start a family? He's 29 years old. Would you rather start a family in Southern California or would you rather start a family? They're his first crush, yeah. but his first crush has New a kid York. now. And so, now like, she's a single mom. And I don't want her. <laughs> all right. But that's what you guys are because you guys don't have the money to spend right now. You yes, guys we are. Do. Yeah, we do. Bro, you guys are invested in. They're going to do an eight year deal, eight or nine year deal north of 300. All right. So, salary cap aside, mm-hmm. you guys just signed a deal. For the next, what, 50 years to stay in Anaheim? 30. 30 years? Yep. Okay, well, it's till 2050. Till 2050. I get it. Okay. That plays a big role in all of this money. Like, they have to generate revenue. Well, that, money's coming, that money's coming, that money's coming back easy. That money's coming from different places, and the Angels, uh, year after year, are one of the top five sellout. I've also heard a bunch of things stadiums. that they're going to put a bunch of stuff Dodgers in the parking lot. One. So if you put... Not always. I mean, whatever. This past year, yes. This past year, yes, but not always. For the years to continue. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead, no, Max. You Max, you got some stuff. Are the Dodgers number one? Really? Yes, we are. Yankees aren't? No, Dodgers are. That doesn't make sense. They are. Can um, we look that up? We can. Yeah, go ahead and I'll... I'm, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and give my point where... Jamie, go ahead and look that up. The <laughs> Angels are going to go ahead and make their stadium into a destination place. They're going to put a mall. They're going to put sh- uh, you know, shopping center, restaurants, all this stuff. All that money's coming back, baby. As an investor, you don't drop 300 Million MLB attendance twenty nineteen. Unless you think you're getting it back. Uh top five. LA Dodgers. Jesse was right. Number two, St. Louis. Number three, New York Yankees. Number four, Chicago Cubs. And number five, your Anaheim. That just has to be stadium capacity, right? No, it's ticket sales per night. The average I mean the Yankees are sold out every night. Average attendee. All right, man. All Whatever. Right. We're, Regardless we're, of the point. We're getting, we're getting a little bit ramblish. You right guys now. are number one. Can I get Christmas music again? Because it's winter meetings. Let's get hyped up for winter meetings. For $5, who's last? Baltimore. Mm, I'll go Kansas City Royals, maybe? Baltimore was 28 and Kansas City was 26. Both good. Damn, guys. that was fucking close. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, it's got to be the Marlins. San Diego? It's got to be the Marlins. Marlins? Maybe I'll give you two fifty for a second try. Thank you. Well, that pays for my four loco. So. Well, wait. Who's the last Speaking one? Speaking of four loco, it was the Marlins. Okay. Speaking of four loco, Jesse and I just slugged a four loco. Me too. No, no. No. Get out of here. No. You're not hashtag Me Too movement on right. this one. I'm gonna get serious for one second if that's okay Drink with like you guys. Ounces. Go ahead. Compare me. Max is one of my best friends. I will do pretty much anything for him, but Ain't he him. is the worst drinking friend that I have. How about this? Do this. Why do you compare do you have me? To take him out of certain situations. No, I'm, I'm, when I go drink, it's like a wild card night. Like it could just be like I don't plan. Like oh my god, this Friday no, no, I'm gonna just, get you, fucked but up. You just suck at it. No, no, no. But that's not the thing. It's like I'm not a fast drinker. Is what he's saying. I don't suck at drinking. No, 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 no. You're, you're also not a in the moment drinker. Either. No, no, no. You don't know that okay, though. Okay, There's okay, been okay, nights okay, where okay, we, get up, up. Up, we get fucked up. We get fucked up. Garrett Cole could probably fucking shock on a beer so fast. He probably could. <laughs> I okay. guarantee it. <laughs> okay, guarantee so it. like I was saying, the Angels are going to turn that parking lot into a destination that people want to go to, shopping center, restaurant. All that money's coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if they put a movie theater in the parking lot. We have that around here already. What why is What do you it, mean? Where? There's the Anaheim Packing District. Yeah, but there's uh, as you have it as along. other parks have ha- have it like Wrigley, literally you're outside of the stadium into like a mall or like a bar strip. And I think that's what baseball is going to is an experience to where like you can go to a bar or a restaurant, and then as soon as you leave the restaurant, it's like boom, scan my ticket, you're in the game. The thing with baseball there's is that Disneyland there's Disneyland right there for it. There's Sorry, so many games a season. So for 
every Angels season, there's 81 games, right? 81 yes. home games. 82, yeah. 82. Go ahead. Go ahead 82, yeah. and there's 81. Mm-hmm. What's half of 162? Don't ever fucking question my okay. math again. <laughs> Try it again. All right, go, go for it. Go. You said 82 home games? They I don't said, play the Dodgers I said, preseason? I said 81 home games. There's regular 82. Se- regular season. Why you didn't would say I, that. Why would I include preseason? You said home games. You're a fucking moron. Do they play at home? Anyway, here we go. Jesus Christ. Here we go, fucking this guy. Anyway, hey, we're a very there's plenty of time to make the money back. There's 81 chances to make, or fucking 82, as Max would say. Analytics. Chances to, so. to make the revenue, to get it back. I mean, I fucking pay $15 for a tall can. Well, how about this? Would you pay 20 if we had Gary Cole? All right, so. Well, how about this? I'd pay 20 for you to not interrupt me when I'm fucking about to make my point. How many beers? Ah, damn. All right, so, you, so you're, you, you need you to guys, take a breath. Oh, you're fucking. No, you you're, need to take a breath. So you're crying. You're, you're out of this world. You're crying because you were one number off. You're All out right. of this world. I need, I need the best friends to chill it right now. Fuck Carl. What, one number off? How many games are there in an MLB it, season? It, it, it don't matter. Please. All right. Please go ahead and rack your brain for that number. 162. <laughs> Thank you. What's half of that? You said home games. Sips more for Loco. Okay. So your guys' uh, is training thought is. Loco on the mic. Stop interrupting Jesse. So your, your guys' train of thought is you guys are going to get money back for what they're about to do to the to the revenue, uh, um, renovating the stadium. Yeah, nowadays, Artie Moreno's not investing that money for it to not come back to him. It's coming back. It's just a matter of, like, when they decide to do that or, you do know. Do you know where Artie Moreno got all his money from? No idea. Billboards. Stuff like that. That's weird. He's a marketer. He Well, that's what he did. He hence, bought a bunch the, of- hence the Los Angeles in the name. Yes, like it's just exactly. a commercial. For it's, a, yeah, that. it's a commercial fucking. You learn something every day. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really didn't know that. All right. Well, you guys are invested so much with Mike Trout. You have Shohei Otani. You guys got Albert Pujols' shitty contract. All that aside, you guys do not exactly have the revenue for a Gary Cole. And where my where I'm coming with this is that you guys can plug that money that you do have into pieces that you need. You guys can get multiple pitchers, quality pitchers that are on the market. A la Washington Nationals. No. From last no. year. Oh, yeah. I mean. The World Series winning Nationals. Their pitching was dead last with their bullpen. Great starting rotation. But I'm saying they had a lot of pieces and no yeah. real big stars. Their biggest star yeah. was like Rendon. Rendon. And he was borderline. Was a star. He was on the cusp of being the MVP. Scherzer's not as big of a name as he was before, like when he was in Cleveland and shit. Huge now. No. Scherzer's the guy. No, I know he's a fucking elite pitcher, but I'm saying, like, Scherzer has been more popular at earlier times in his career. I would say... I think this year was the most popular he's been. His last four years have been, like, the peak of his his career, in my opinion. I'd say, yeah, 2015, Where I'm getting at this is there's so many many bright spots to look at for for your guys' team, the Angels, and... You're gonna throw money at a guy that's gonna play once every five games. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy to be like if we don't sign him just to complain about the contract. We need our pitching rotation isn't deep, and with the uncertainty of Otani, like we need a guy like that. We need him, and we need guys, one or two more arms. You guys shouldn't throw Otani anymore. That should be the end of Otani. Yes, he's great at pitching. But There's, that's not happening. There's no what's, way. What's the risk? You're not going to tell he a guy was, who wants to throw, he's not going to throw. Reason. Yeah, there's no way. No, he was... He was he, brought over with the idea that he was going to be a two-way could, player. Yeah, yeah. and well, he can do it. But, but, but his I mean. hitting is so much better than his pitching, in my opinion. 
He's a difference maker. I agree, but I agree. But in his third career start, he threw seven plus innings, and his fucking fastball was hitting ninety eight. His seventh inning that he was pitching, like. So what do you guys have him DH? I think either a seven and then have him one hitter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, you're gonna wear a guy out like that. No, I I think him adjusting to the I think the MLB kind of like I guess routine. I'm sure it was different in Japan. He would fucking he would play whenever they needed him to. I don't know if he pitched all the time, you know, but like. Him adjusting to the MLB routine and him, he was finally getting his stride before the All Star break last year, and we everyone knows he's an elite hitter, but if he can put that together with pitching, like you said, it's only once every five days. If yeah, you, but if you can output like, where do you draw the line though? Because in these games, he's gonna have to hit. Yeah, he's gonna have to pitch. He's not your average hitter. He's gonna he's gonna run the bases. He's gonna get tired. He's but gonna steal for you. He only uh, pitches once a week. It's wear and tear. He, he'd only pitch on Sundays. Like, that's that's his thing. And here, I hear you out. Right, he pitched. He, you know, hurt his elbow. Took him out of the lineup for however. But he's still only 25. I think if they do that again um, and he hurts his elbow again, then I think that's when you start to have conversations of shutting it down. But right now, I don't th- he's so young that you got to let him do what he came over to do. That's pitch and hit until I say he can't pitch anymore, which I'm hearing that he can still pitch like he did pre-injury, I mean, you got to give him a shot. You got to let him do what he has to do. And if that, you know, takes away a couple plate appearances a week, you know, so be it. We have to have other guys step up too. So we've already come to terms with the fact that he's not going to hit the days that he pitches. And that's fine. You know, like as long as he can hit three or four other days out of the week, he fucking drops. I think they said they would hit him at DH. But I'm saying if you were okay with sacrificing that. Him pitching yeah. and not hitting as opposed to him trying to do both on the same night, you know? Yeah, they were also talking about him moving him to, like, a reliever middle role, which would be cool because then you can keep him in there and then he can also DH and you won't have to, you know, keep taking out a position player for a pitcher and stuff. So, I don't know, man. Futures, look, the, this is a conversation I want to have. Like, we have a guy, a Japanese superstar that wants to play both ways. It's like, I'd rather have this conversation than, you know. We have a guy that lost. No, no one else in the game. league can talk about this Yeah. No one else in the league has this dilemma, and it's like, whatever, you guys think it's a problem? Like, it's a good problem to have. We have a guy, we have, like, the best player in baseball. We have a Hall of Famer at first, defensive wizard, best two-way player in the game. I don't know, these are all good problems. We just need, if we add Garrett Cole to the mix, then, like, no one can say anything about us not being competitive. Now, we might not win it all, because that's, like, you know, teams like the Nationals do it. No one thought they would, so. If we get Garrett Cole, it helps. we have a yeah. big th- I don't want to say big three, a big two and a half in the rotation. You got Cole obviously would be the the ace. Heaney showed signs of being a fucking definitely above average pitcher. So mm-hmm. that's like our half. And then Otani, Otani has, you have Kenny. Kenny's good. So I see that's three out of four guys. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't want to make that like, Oh, they're fucking stars. But if you have Cole, Otani, Heaney, and then let's say Canning, like that's, that's four quality arms. And, I mean, in a tough. I mean, don't. I mean, and I know Dodgers fans see it too. Like, I know Dodgers fans. I know you guys want Hansel Robles. It's not happening. You want the Caballo. Best. He's been the best closer in baseball last year. Damn, I forgot Max spoke Spanish. That was good. Good job, dude. Jesse's looking up a stat right now. I don't know what he's going to come at me with. But I'm going to look up. Well, no, yeah, I mean, agents right now that are on the market that will improve your team without. Having to spend that kind of money, Madison Bumgarner. I, I get what you're saying, and I saw the you know you can get Rendon and Ryu for the price of Cole. No, you can't. You can't. No. What do you mean you can't? Cole's going to want 300 plus. You can't get 
Rendon and Wright? Well, What's did, Rendon? Did you see the first offer for for Garrett in, in New York? It was what, 255 I'm saying for the price of Garrett Cole, you can get Rendon and Wright. No. How much does Rendon want? I don't know how much Rendon wants. One it's, it's, billion? It's to be said. No, how much Wright you want? I, I think I'm right. I think I like Josh Donaldson coming in Angels. Mm. Be that, that would be an instant. Bringer of rain? That would be tight. Might as well get Trevor Bauer. Friend of the show, by the way. Allegedly. 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 Um, anyway, we're th- fucking this goes back, baseball too. But gosh, this goes we back are. to my analogy, though. It's the hottest girl at the bar. Honestly, Garrett Cole is the hottest girl at the bar. And if she doesn't go home with you, then you fucking start talking to Keiko, start talking to Ryu. But Just until... Start sending the 3 a.m. are you up yeah, text. That's when you send the, hey, you, guys, you up? You guys discredit the number one source here. When I say you guys are not getting Garrett Cole. We'll see. It's going to be a rough day for you that, that day, whether I he's... Hope, I really it's going to be a does. really good day or it's going to be a really rough day. Might be rough. I'm telling you guys, you're not getting him. Okay. We, we, weren't, right. we weren't getting Otani either. Yeah, I... I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, saw that. Here's tweet. the thing. Saw that tweet. We weren't. It's the last. It's down to the Yankees. It's down <laughs> to the Angels. If the Yankees offered him a record setting, why isn't he taking it yet? What's he waiting because, for? What's he waiting for? I mean, I don't want to retouch on what I talked about on Twitter. Is just that. So you have Scott Boris that sets up contracts through like seven, eight years with a player opt out, uh, three to four years in. Yes or no? With Strasburg? Yes or no? Yankees don't want to give him eight years. That's okay, the thing. So, so Strasburg goes through three years of, of his deal, mm-hmm. opts out for the maximum money that he can get now, right? Okay. So Strasburg gets paid again. Makes sense. Why don't you do that with Garrett Cole when he's 33 years old? So right now, you make him the highest paid pitcher if you're New York with no chance of opting out. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to throw it at you. Why don't, why don't you take it right now? I have it on the table for you. Take it. No, Scott they're not Bors, doing that. Scott Boris is the smartest agent for a reason, and he's going to get what he wants. From the only, re- the only reason why I think that he can potentially go to the Angels is for that reason, where you guys can get him for a rental for like two years. No, I think he wants eight plus years, and, and he, I think that's what the Yankees are giving him. The Yankees are hesitant to give him that, but I think they will. And the Angels are gonna have to come back, and I think the Angels are gonna come up with a massive offer. And then you everyone's have to factor in the hometown, the hometown desire to be here. And why then not, every, why not go to San Diego? Because I'd he's rather not from San Diego. Still SoCal. What's an hour drive? It's a happy medium. It's like he wants to be competitive and make money. The Angels can be competitive right away. And I'm sure the Padres are a couple steps away. I'm sure they're pushing the Angels in his face constantly. And yeah, like here would be the greatest destination for him, but they're tied up in terms of money. I'm Garrett Cole. Why not go to New York? But that's that's what's gonna happen is we're gonna get Garrett Cole. We're gonna we're gonna pay we're gonna pay over three, and then everyone's gonna be like, oh well, that's such a bad contract. And then and then you know when April comes around, we'll see. All right, we'll that's see. The same three, thing we'll have on Pujols. We'll see. Ohtani three years and everything. from now, when he's just an average pitcher, exiting his prime. The salt. One last baseball thing. Okay, go ahead. It's winter meetings. All the beat writers are down there. Jeff Fletcher, Orange County Register, tweeting an eyeball emoji. Sending Twitter going crazy. Angels fans. Pancake emoji, which people are thinking is stacks, right? Stacks of pancakes. Yes, yes. Could be stacks of money. And then a bear, a teddy bear, which could mean a Bruin, Garrett Cole went to UCLA, or Wilson Contreras, a cub, 
that just posted an Instagram of him that's saying, just, I'm leaving he, the clubhouse. You don't, I don't think, who, I think there's something behind that. You don't go to winter meetings and then tweet out a random emoji I mean, I and then just be like, loser, but oh, like, just kidding. Like I think there's something behind clout, that. You're clout chasing. If you're a beat writer, you know facts. Give the people, give the people facts. Maybe he can't leak it yet. Don't tag a source. It's hard because baseball was my first love and I'd love talking about it. But the biggest complaint about baseball is that it's boring. And even talking about baseball can be boring at times. Like we get to the point where we're like, all right, fuck, that's enough baseball. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, and, and it's crazy because we play the Dodgers six times, less than six times a year. And I hate you guys so much. For what reason? I don't know. You're just annoying. Uh, I can think of it. It's a three-letter word. Mm, you. Really? Fucker. You think it's me? <laughs> you think it's me? Look, I'm I don't like, know, man. Okay, I just, okay. kidding, just don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. The PF Flyers, the fucking whatever, dude. Dude, Salt Bay. Yeah, whatever. Sprinkle it. Jackie Robinson, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know nice what it one, is. Carl. Four Loco boys going off today. We're dropping dimes, <laughs> boy. This podcast brought to you by Four Loco. If you're not loco, drink four of them. If Four Loco could sponsor us, I swear to God, I would drink a Four Loco on every episode. I, I would vouch for it, but I wouldn't drink any. All right. Do you guys want to get into Heisman of the Week right now? We could do that. We yeah. We also talk about for sure. Black Eye. All right. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go ahead and start that. Do we- whoop, whoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's Heisman of the Week. Bang, we bang, have bang, three bang. finalists ready for you, ready to go. Good or bad, we still don't know what the Heisman of the Week is. I'm going to send it off to Carl. We'll let you decide. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but you're a Heisman. Carl, fuck him, dog. Breaks Pop down, off. dude. Breaks down. Pop My off. Heisman of the Week is going to be Baltimore Ravens, savior, king of Baltimore, the motherfucking truth, the one and only Lamar Jackson, baby. Let me tell you something about Lamar Jackson. Last week, the 49ers announcer, I don't know exactly his name. Jesse, help me out on it. Tim Rice. No, not Tim Rice. Sorry. He's like Tim Ryan or something like that. Oh, anyways, close. Anyways, go it ahead. doesn't matter what his name is because he was talking shit about Lamar Jackson saying that the reason that his play fakes are so goddamn spicy is because of his dark skin. And right here on JMC, we don't fuck with that, that racist shit. You know, we're very, we're very uh, open-minded podcast. We love all of it. So we're going to give Lamar Jackson Heisman of the Week because... Against the Buffalo Bills, he wore a white sleeve and a white glove, and that's the most gangster shit I ever fucking seen in my life. Petty Wars. Petty War King 2019 Lamar Jackson. He wore a white sleeve and a white glove, and he still got the fucking dub against it the Bills. It doesn't dog. matter what that color juke, you are. That juke was nuts. That was a professional athlete. That's what you guys have to think about. That guy got signed, drafted, whatever, and got shaken out of his shoes. That guy was the best player at his school, probably. In his county? Best player at his yeah. high school. Probably one of the best players at his college, and he got shook like a fucking video game character. You hit him with the Timmy Toe Tap. Timmy Toe Tap, Lamar Jackson, Action 5 Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Lamar's so goddamn nice, dog, and the fact For that he Heisman. just trolled this shit out of everybody wearing that white sleeve and white glove is just, it's the icing on the cake. I mean, you, you can't ask for much more out of your quarterback because he's a leader, he's loved in the locker room. He's put the team on his back when he's had to. He finds a way to win. He wins ugly. He wins pretty. He likes Kodak Black. He does it all, dog. He's fucking elite. Lamar Jackson, motherfucking Heisman. This is the second Heisman. Big trust. Big trust is the first time on the on the podcast that an actual Heisman winner has gotten Heisman of the Week. So that's, oh, yeah. that's two times for that ass, baby. Max, come that's, see me. Talk that's to an me. HH. Heisman of the Week, to me, goes to something that a lot of people have on their phones. We're talking the GOAT app. 
IG, fuck Twitter. Goat. Goat app. Oh, we're going Goat app. We're going Goat app. Fuck Goat. Here's my, here's my issue. I bought a pair of shattered backboards from Goat. I don't know how much they were. You look up market value, right? I paid it all. Was tired of the shoes. Didn't want to wear them. Flex. Didn't like wearing orange that much. Football season's over. Not wearing Bengals jerseys. Starting to wear other stuff. So I figured, hey, let me flip them. I'll get the Travis Scott Air Force Lows, right? The shoes I bought from Goat came to my doorstep because I paid cash for them. Wait, I got a question. Did you put, cash, your credit, uh, you put on your credit card or did you? what did you do? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash for them goat shatter backboards, right? Had them for about half a year, got over them, needed to change up my wardrobe, decided to sell them. Why not sell them on goat, the place I bought them from? I go to list them on goat, boom, instant buyer, money in my pocket. Straight cash, homie. Need that. I ship them off to goat. Shipping gets delayed, of course. That's fine. They get to goat on Friday. I get a message from goat. Your shoes are replicas. Huh? Well, that's just not acceptable. I email Goat. I tell them the situation. Say, hey, I bought these from you. How are they replicas? You guys have a guarantee, whatever. And now the lady's accusing me of doing a bait and switch. Emily Z, you're getting this Heisman on behalf of Goat because you replied the same thing to me three times. And I'm not going to read you their authenticity statement because it is too wordy. But basically they said, we know what the fuck we're doing. You're going to get legitimate shoes every time. I got a pair of legit, of illegitimate shoes, or they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I saw the email. It was the same email three, three times. times. I know. And she said, hey, we're not able to uh, tell even if we had the pictures. And I say, how the fuck not? What if Emily Z's Twitter is XYZ312 and that's why that she's should suspended? Be her. She she's, should be. She's suspended. <laughs> she's a piece of shit. In, my line, of work, you, of, shit. in my line of work, you show me a Mike Trout autograph in person or over a photo, I'll tell you if it's good or bad or what it is. The fact that they're not able to determine if it's the same pair of sneakers from the original photo till now, fuck you, goat. goat you robbed so me. Fucking you robbed me, dude. You robbed me. We and now go every day. Actually, sir, my name is Emily C. Oh, bad. Three one two. Hey, and I cannot sell. Fix my shoes, Emily. Don't send me shattered backboards <laughs> that aren't replicas. <laughs> and don't touch my shoes. Bitch. So that's what don't my Heisman me. goes to. The GOAT app. Everybody, I don't even know what to do. I guess use StockX, fuck GOAT. Um, you know, I'm very disappointed in them. Hopefully, shit gets right in more rare occasions. We need to find a win fraud. Raffles. Yeah, we need to find a fraud account for no, Twitter. You know what we need? We need a fucking sneaker plug, bro. We need a sneaker plug. I know we're still a little young, but goat. We, we need a sneaker plug. Goat, since, I hate goat you. since GOAT can't be that sneaker plug. We need one of you fucking sexy ass Twitter users, sneakerheads, listeners, sneakerheads. We need you to hook us up. We need a plug. Me and Max are fucking. Me and Max text each other every morning of a fucking drop. Hey, you gonna fucking get on this drop? Yeah, we fucking try and we lose a raffle every fucking day. And I want to get Jesse some spicy ass forty nine or Jordan ones, and it's not happening. Don't get them from Goat. We're not gonna some, get them from give, Goat. Give me some Dion's. Fake shit. Take some Dion's. I want to. Diamond Turfs, baby. That's some fake shit. Anyways, All right. All right, I'm gonna so- send this Heisman over. To the J dog, Max. Jesse, we're sorry, we're sorry that happened, baby. Hey, thank you. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and give my Heisman of the week, and it's not a good Heisman of the week, but it's gonna go to Andrew Ruiz. Uh, Andy lost the fight, as we touched on earlier, and he had a whole country on his back. Not only Mexico, but he had all the Mexican Americans. Uh, because, because fuck the UK. Yeah, because fuck the UK and Anthony Joshua. And Andy did not go about it the way he should have in his post-fight interview, blaming it on his partying and his weight gain. 
and all these other things that he should have addressed earlier. He he had six months to get to get ready for this fight, and he he started training three months in, and he gained fifteen pounds. Get him a fucking Peloton. Wait, fuck! I have six months to get ready for Coachella. Should I start right now? Nope. You, you you should get ready in about like a month, probably. Buy Andy Ruiz diet plan. Get ready yeah. in four months. I'm gonna come into Three Coachella months. 13 pounds heavier. Yeah, Fuck. dude, you should. <laughs> you hate to see it. Hey, it, it you do what you gotta do. Sometimes you do a lot of world tours, a lot of fast food, a lot of airport food. But yeah, he, you hold back, tat it up. He basically blamed yeah, no it time. On, he be, he blamed it on partying and and just eating good, huh? Yeah, yeah. he sure did. Hundred percent modelos fool. His coach. He he took partial blame for it. He told him that he, he had to get he had to get ready for it and he had a timetable. But Andy didn't take it serious because he got that one big payday. Man, you get that sweet nectar. Fuck work. You can't blame him because he got the payday that he had never been accustomed to. But at the same time, have some fucking discipline, bro. You're a pro athlete. You know what is expected of you. You know that you shocked the fucking world, right? With this last yep, fight. True. You, you knocked out one of the biggest faces in boxing. Yep. Now it's time to fucking strap up, be a man. And do what you got to do to keep that shit rolling, right? And in this case, you fucking let us all down. You did. And I Lazy think it, ass. I think it might be accustomed to what we are afraid of is failure. Yep. And why not blame it on something else? Yeah. It was his scapegoat. It was his red herring. He's fucking throwing it out there so that we forget about the performance. And we kind of... He'll be fine. He'll go on a circus book tour and sign shit and fucking take pics with a bunch of Mexican fools and it'll be all right. But he might go broke in the end of the day and he had a chance to take care of generations to come and this is not the way to go about things. Don't talk about Mexican fools, eh? Depends how he spends his money, fool. I mean, he just bought a Rolls Royce and he bought a mansion. Mm, he bought wifey a G-Wagon. Not good. Gotta chill, my friend. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Andrew Ruiz, we're the, this podcast is a fan of you. I don't even know who gotta, he fights you, next. You gotta relax. You need to cut it. Who's he fighting next? Don't don't know. He's not gonna fight Joshua again. That's for sure. Huh? Joshua's gonna get his cheeks ran by fucking Wilder or Fury. Doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I think uh, if you give him a couple more fights, I think he'll be okay. The thing is that now he is somewhat of a draw, so there are options for him. I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world. Like he's still gonna get another fight, but it's gonna be rough. Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Godap. Congrats, Lamar. Lamar, you my fucking dog, bro. That's Heisman of the Week for you guys. Let us know if you guys had any Heismans this week. Maybe next week. Don't use GOAT. Sorry, Andy. Uh, Lamar for MVP. Honorable mention, George Kittle for that fucking run to get George the into, into Shout out to Jimmy G for leading that drive. Jimmy G, a lot of people doubted you. I doubted you. But that was your coming out party, and I'm super stoked to be a Niner fan. I'm super stoked to be a Lions fan. Psych. Emily Z, get back to me ASAP. Need a phone number. All right, guys. And now we welcome on our guest, James Rapine, columnist and reporter for 923 The Fan. Uh, also a Cavs and Indians beat writer, uh, fantasy football writer, and a dog dad. Hey, James, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. So I just wanted to give the listeners a little background on how I met James. Uh, James used to write for the Bengals. He used to put out a daily Bengals podcast, and he even earned the nickname uh, Hot Take James um, in the streets of Cincinnati. So, James, welcome to the show. Um, just kind of want to give the listeners a little bit about what you do, uh, kind of a little idea about what you do at the uh, 923. Yeah, I uh, I cover mainly the Indians and the Cavaliers, but obviously – um, it's a Browns town, so we uh, certainly talk a lot about the Browns as well. And 
whether it's writing, podcasting, hosting, uh, just a variety of different roles um, for the station, uh, depending on the day and depending on the time of day. So it's uh, it's fun, and we do a, um, a bunch of different stuff. And obviously this year, uh, with the Browns having an up and down season, it's been uh, it's been pretty Browns heavy recently. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in Cincinnati, like Mayfield and Odell, give you a lot to write about, right? No, no doubt about it, man. I, it's crazy. I was trying to think. There haven't been many wins this year that didn't come with separate storylines. Yeah, which is uh, which is something that I, I really didn't have in, in Cincinnati. It was always, you know, Andy Dalton. You know, is he good enough? Are they winning? Marvin Lewis, et cetera. But um, it's sorry, my dog's growling in the background. But you're, uh, you're yeah, okay it's uh, it's, um, it's different here because man, there is just there's always a topic. There's always something. Whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, and uh, th- that's unfortunate. Honestly, it's g- great for us in the media. Unfortunate for the Browns because it really seems like everything off the field um, is getting more attention that, than what should have been uh, a playoff season for the Browns, and it, it's looking like it's not going to be that way. Yeah, it just it just kind of seems uh, following you for a couple years now. It just kind of seems everywhere you go, uh, being part of the media, you just have great like uh, it just kind of falls into your lap about like a head coach hot seat i kind of feel like you you might have a you might be a contributor to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe maybe maybe. i I, i'll tell you what it didn't it didn't work with marvin for all those years but uh i'm certainly on the the get rid of pretty kitchens after this season bandwagon yeah i I don't think he he's done enough to to put this brown team in position to succeed yeah i feel i feel that um were you there uh at mayfield's last press conference when he was uh you know blaming the training staff I, I was not there, actually. Okay. Um, but obviously, I, I saw the video and it aired on our station, and, and I heard it multiple times. And it, uh, it, it's interesting because it, it, obviously, anytime Baker does something or says something like that, it's going to pick up a ton of steam. I think where he was coming from is really trying to defend Odell. And yeah. he, he did so to the extreme, and, and so much so that he had to apologize for it. But I, I think he's trying to show Odell that he's got his back even though uh, the duo has struggled at times this season. Yeah, we, I have a theory over here that I think they're just trying to bury the Miles Garrett stuff with just more uh, headlines. <laughs> so I think like that might be a reason. And, and it's kind of crazy to think that this story is getting this much news when, you know, Miles Garrett was only, you know, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's any time... Anytime you have Odell Beckham Jr. and there are going to be rumors and rumblings of you know how happy he is and, and does he want to yeah. leave and stuff like that, like it, it, the NFL, the one thing I think the NFL has struggled with, but over the past couple of years it's, it's become better at, and the thing that the NBA gets right is uh, the player movement and the off season, uh, always having storylines like that. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that, that that drama that the NBA is good at. I think the NFL is starting to pick that up in Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, obviously one of the biggest stars in the league, even though he isn't playing like it this season. Hey, James, so what do you, what do you think about uh, Odell's like post-game antics with uh, other teams saying, like, come get me, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think on the surface it's like, man, I can't believe he's doing that. At the same time, you, you look at the Browns, they're 6-7. and seven. Odell Beckham Jr. is on pace. He's even though he's played in every game for career lows and yards and touchdowns and catches. Uh, it, numbers just down. Uh, they're just down. He's struggling uh, at times. He's playing through injury now. We found out 
on Sunday morning. And, and so I think it's just been a rough go. Like he probably doesn't believe in his head coach. Baker Mayfield struggled, all these things. So of course he's telling Tom Brady, Hey, come get me. Yeah. Or Russell Wilson, come get me. Man, I would love to live in San Francisco and play with yeah. that defense and yeah. uh, an offensive mind, a proven coach in, in Kyle Shanahan. So I just think it's more so about the lack of success with the Browns. And the moment they start winning, I would keep them first off. But the moment they start winning, and I, I think next year could be that year, that, that he'll be, be happier and settling into his role here in Cleveland. So for Odell, for me, he's been that guy that I've had on, on fantasy football. And he's always been the guy that I've never started. Uh, and he's balled out. And then when I start him, he kind of, uh, you know, doesn't do much. So um, just wanted to throw that out there a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have the same frustrations. Um, the game, everybody. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Me, I have him in my fantasy team, and he got me five points yesterday, and uh, and I lost in that league. So I'm right there with you, Max. Yeah, I feel that. Um, don't really want to get too much into the game because it was, it was a loss for the Bengals, but realistically it was a, a win. And, um, you know, you and I have been in draft mode for about, you know, five, five to seven weeks now. And uh, just wanted to get your, you know, question. Is this uh, or get your opinion on this? I'm sorry. Um, Joe Burrow or Chase Young, are those two guys? Do you think one of the other is going to be in stripes next season? Well, it better be Joe Burrow if those are my only two options. Uh, they, they have to, the Bengals have to take a quarterback first. You know, there, there is a franchise guy. And while I, I probably would lean Joe Burrow now, and obviously everyone else is leaning Joe Burrow, uh, I, I want the Bengals to evaluate all of them. I want them to evaluate Tua Tagovailoa, assuming he declares. I want them yeah. to evaluate Justin Herbert, um, Jordan Love, go through all these guys and find the best one, not only for 2020, but for the next decade. Now, probably going to be Joe Burrow, especially with Tua's injury, but I still want them to evaluate him and, and look at it that way. And this is nothing against Young. I think Young's great. Yeah. And, and he's a great pass rusher, and he's going to be a great addition for the Giants or a great addition for the Redskins or well, one of those teams. I agree. But I, the Bengals need that, that, that franchise passer. Yeah. And they, once you get that, you can kind of build around them. Yeah, and, and I remember uh, earlier in this interview how I, how I started listening to you um, was through, you know, the – daily Bengals podcast locked on Bengals. And I mean, I can, I can vouch for you. I can give you credit that I think Mahomes draft and Lamar draft for sure that you were kind of egging, egging on and you were pushing for a quarterback and you were, um, you know, I think you were one of the guys that said, Hey, you take a shot on Watson or um, take a shot on for sure. You said, take a shot on Lamar. I can remember that. So it must feel good mm-hmm. to be, be right about, uh, you know, a couple quarterbacks down the road. Yeah. It- it is, certainly, um, it, but I, I think it's it, it's more. It, it was more such a Bengals issue because they were almost afraid of change, right? Afraid of moving on from Marvin, and since then they have. But afraid from drafting a, a quarterback that could compete and maybe even beat out Andy Dalton. And, and the Lamar draft was the one that drives me even crazier. But they didn't even in, in 2017. I was on the John Ross bandwagon as well, and that's who they drafted. Yeah, because they they didn't even they didn't even look at quarterback. Like so, so if if you're not going to look at quarterback and you're giving Andy Dalton, well, you better give Andy Dalton elite weapons and a lot of them because he's not elite. And, and so, yeah, the, the Watson pick, Mahomes came out of nowhere. I don't really blame the Bengals there. I think the Chiefs were just a, a much uh, more forward thinking than other teams. But Deshaun Watson in 2017, and then Lamar Jackson in 2018, those are two two picks I, I think looking back that the Bengals certainly would have made 
Yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to, I'm going to start, uh, once I start writing, I'm going to do a redraft for sure of those two classes. Um, now I'm going to swing it over to Jesse. He has a couple, you know, basketball and, uh, Lindor questions for you. All right, James, I I wanted to get a couple takes from you on, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, a struggling team right now. You guys are, uh, five and 17. Kevin love trade, uh, values going down in my opinion. Uh, he's putting up 16 points per game with a 10.5 rebounds per game. It's Kevin Love, but are you guys going to get anything in return for for what he's putting out right now? Yeah, I, I I think that that's the struggle and why he's still in Cleveland is because general manager Kobe Altman isn't going to give him away despite his contract and injury history. He doesn't want to give Love away. Um, even if Love does want out, then why wouldn't you want out and want to join a contender? At the same time, contending teams are saying, hey, he's 31 years old, he has an injury history, and he... You owe him after this season $91 million. <laughs> so it's, it, it's a rock and a hard place where you need to find value um, for the, the future of the franchise in, in dealing love. Otherwise, you, know, you don't want to take 20, 20 or 30 cents on the dollar, which is what the Heat and Celtics sure. and a lot of these teams are probably interested in, in offering. So I, I think it will go and swing towards the Cavs way a little bit because a lot of teams are interested in love. And there aren't going to be many stars available at the deadline. And the key word there is stars, right? Like he's a five-time all-star, an NBA champion. He can get you 20 and 15 any given night uh, when he's locked in and dialed in. And so I think that a team will end up meeting uh, the Cavs asking price and and trading for him uh, this year. But you're right. I mean, the past couple of games, it's been a struggle. Um, And with these rumblings and these rumors about him wanting out and being disgruntled, uh, you wonder if that value is dropping just a little bit, uh, but that, the contract age injury history certainly uh, aren't in the Cavs' favor, aren't in Love's favor. Great take on that. All right, I also want to uh, dive into some of the Cleveland in, uh, Indians um, deals going on. What what would you take for uh, Francisco Lindor at the moment, uh, trade trade wise? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I think it's uh, all of those reports you're seeing, and, and I say this with. 99% confidence. All the reports of, oh, well, Lindor could be moved this offseason, all that, that's coming from teams that want Francisco Lindor and, and, and not the Indians. Uh, and why wouldn't you want Lindor on your team? I certainly would, right? He's a uh, four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glover, face-of-the-franchise type guy. He's got two years uh, of control left, and some of the teams rumored to be interested could certainly afford to pay him long-term and keep him with their organization I think it's going to take a crazy amount so do right you- now I, I, to, to get him. Like, I, I think it will be – the Indians aren't going to trade him unless they're so blown away by an offer this offseason that they have to. Now, they'll trade him eventually if they don't think they can re-sign him. But this offseason, I think they're just going to listen to offers, and unless they're blown away, yeah. they're going to hang on to it's, them. It's great that you say that because I think the only deal that would blow them away would have to entail the Dodgers uh, with Seager. We're not – we're not exactly uh, sold on Seager at the moment. He's he's not producing in the postseason. But uh, what, what do you what do you think about that? I think that's yeah, I, I think that. Sorry, I do. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that the Dodgers, one, um, they have prospects in, in a, a mixture of uh, current like big leaguers and in uh, prospects that they could package together to meet the Indians' asking price. So they are one of those teams I think where they have the assets to get it done. Not saying they'll meet the Indians asking price, but they certainly could if they chose to go that route. Um, obviously, they'd be able to afford Lindor long term. 
Um, the, the other thing, though, um, I would say that, that could almost be a sweetener in, in a deal like this is, is the fact that the Indians don't have to send him or aren't sending him to a, an American League team, right? They're not sending him to the Yankees. They're not going to have to compete with him uh, in the playoffs unless it's in the World Series, right? So Absolutely. I think that does matter, too. Um, it, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not going to prevent them from, from doing a deal, but it, it's certainly nice to have as well. So I'm with you. I think the Dodgers are certainly on the list. Uh, I think the, the Cubs, maybe not from a trade uh, standpoint, but from a, a free agent standpoint in a couple of years, if Lindor does hit free agency, I think he'll be interested in the Cubs as well uh, as far as National League teams go. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I certainly think, especially with the winter meetings underway, that there are going to be teams um, that call Indians president Chris Antonetti and try to make offers. I just I don't know if teams are going to be willing to give up as much as the Indians are going to have. Absolutely, awesome. Uh, last question I want to ask you: uh, Are you are you going to be at spring training uh, this year or this upcoming year? I'm I'm hoping to to be there uh, at least for a couple of days. Still trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping to. Uh, to go to Goodyear and, and watch the Indians in spring training. Yeah, so sweet. We asked that because we're gonna, we're as a podcast, we're planning to be there a uh, couple days too. Haven't decided what days, so hopefully we can just uh, link those up. Maybe, you know, buy you a beer for coming on, and uh, you know, yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, James. No, if, if if we're there, if we're there, absolutely, it'll happen. We can uh, we can do that, and it'll be draft season, full on draft season. Oh yeah. So we can um, one we last can certainly talk a little NFL draft. Yeah, one last thing, James. Uh, you're known for your hot takes. Do you think we can get a hot take for the show as you sign off? All right. Yeah. I mean, we could do we could do um, a hot take. Let's uh, let's do it. Um, I think uh, Odell Beckham Jr. stays in uh, stays in Cleveland next year, Ooh. right? And I think the Browns. Oh, I know. That's in. The Browns move on from Freddie Kitchens, and they win the AFC North in 2020. Okay. How about that one? That's a hot take. Right That's there. a very hot take. I like that. Again, thank you, James. <laughs> uh, you're you're a real pro at this. You can tell that it's it's definitely your thing and what you like to do. So I really appreciate you coming on and adding some value to our show. Of course, guys. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and I'll, I'll come back anytime. Awesome. I appreciate that, James. Yeah, I'll thank uh, you so much, James. I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. Go Bengals. All right. Sounds good. It's been a good week of football, boys. We just wrapped up the Monday night game. Too bad I had to come to that end the week with that dog shit game, but the Eagles pulled it off. You know, made a lot of people happy in overtime. Uh, What do you think? What are we? What are we going to lead off with? Because this is an interesting week of football. But very interesting. I got nothing to say because my team fucking sucks. Fuck the Vikings. You heard it here. I went zero and three in uh, the picks last week. Max went. With the sweep, a parlay, three. yeah, parlay, dad, parlay, Carl, uh, you lost yours. You shouldn't have lost it. I don't know what the fuck the Texans are poop. Yeah, yeah they really took a. Shit. Well, the Broncos are poop. Average, average big. It was weird. Yeah. A- average is wrong word. I did Typical have a, big game. I did have a sixteen parlay, and the only team to lose was the Miami Heat. That's annoying. Isn't that really fucked up? They what was awesome? The they all got plastic surgery um, from Doctor Miami. I didn't put. A lot of money on it. I barely threw like twenty five bucks on it just just because, and it cost me about a thousand dollars. That sucks. We should have known. We started the week off poorly with Dallas minus three. Yep. We started. Yeah. We started our betting off just shit, yep. and, and that was just downhill from there. Was there any games that shocked you guys? Mm. Yeah, Seahawks Rams. I did not see that mm. happening. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't throw any money on that one, but that one did. If I had a way to go on it, 
I would have for sure took the Seahawks and I would have lost money. It yeah. shocked me because not because I didn't have faith in the Rams, but because I have so much faith in the Seahawks that it kind of made it seem like this is like a not a must win, but it's like a expected to win. Yeah, sometimes the lines say it all though. Like the betting line was like minus one LA, and that just kind of pick them. Like why? Exactly. So that makes you go with the bet you're uncomfortable with the Rams. Yeah, and that's what happened. So the Rams are such a wild card with bets though. Like. Yeah, I don't like Ben on the week. They'll fucking yeah. blow a team out, and then another team they'll get stomped out at home by the Ravens. Like it's fucking weird. Yeah, anyway, Niners with the game of the week though. Game of the week that was fire. That was that was a really good game. I think I, we all said. Well, I know I, me and you did. I think Max did too. Well, we said that we liked that money line for the Niners. Yeah, it was very low risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of it was one of those things where it's like. You know the team the Niners is at this point. You know that they're going to come back. They're going to bounce back from a fucking narrow defeat to the Ravens, and they're going to bounce back and do something. Yeah. It was a shootout all game, and they finally... You know what's crazy, though, is how good the Falcons look as of late. They're weird, too. I think they just beat bad teams. I don't think they're good at all. I think if they play a good team, they're getting you know, beaten up on. But, yeah, when they play a shitty team, they come to play. True, true, true. I think so. Last four dubs. Panthers, shitty. Panthers again, shitty. Saints, division game. Texans. Oh no, fuck! I don't. Know. I don't know how they beat the Texans. That's weird. All right. Um. Yeah, but tonight's game was weird. Eli Manning didn't do. Started off decently. Uh, just couldn't finish the W at home or on the road actually. Um. Yeah, Eli. Just I feel bad for the guy. He's now one sixteen and one seventeen in his whole career. Um, I don't think he ever gets back to a positive winning record for the rest of the year. I think he's going to end his career with a losing record. I hate to talk about the NFC East constantly with with the Dallas Cowboys, but do you you guys think that playoff seating should change eventually? Do you think a team that's barely pushing 500 should be able to make it? That's weird. I don't think so. A a 7-9 and team, which is likely going to happen in the NFC East, does not deserve a home playoff game. I think they do. And I think that's what the wild card's for. So you're telling me a, a wild card team that has clawed and climbed and is in this case a fucking NFC wild card yeah. team is going to have ten wins. You think they deserve to play on the road? So either the Seattle Seahawks yeah. or the Minnesota. How? What's the logic there? I mean, because you have to win your division. If they don't win their division with ten wins, that's just like, hey, sorry, Niners have eleven. That means like, you're in a good division. Though. That's fine, but I mean, there's no reason why the Rams should be a uh, a wild card, or they're gonna miss it. They might not uh, even make it entirely. May, maybe two N- it, two it, NFC West teams are gonna probably make the wild card. It'd be and one of them is gonna have to play the Dallas Cowboys. It'd be a shitty NFL if there wasn't one team from each division. That would that wouldn't be fun. That's not what we're saying. Every, there should be a team from every division, but a division winning team that goes seven and nine, like is well, you win your division. That's NFC. your reward. So, and if you win it with six wins, you win it with six wins. NFC, AFC, you should all, be rewarded for mediocrity. All combined, it's not, you won your division. It's not mediocre to win your division. It's mediocre to have a losing record. Yeah, but that's not. They can't control the other losing records. So let's say we put all the teams in the NFC in in one um, uh, bracket. It, you you can go ahead and play your teams that you have in your division, but those teams are seated the way the NBA has seating. You get me? Mm-hmm. So there's a Pacific division. There's all those divisions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're ranked one through eight based on their record that they have. 
So what you guys are proposing right now would have San Fran, number one seed, Green Bay, number two seed, New Orleans, number three, uh, Seattle, number four, um, Minnesota, five, and then Dallas, six. Dallas doesn't make it. Well, there would have to be one from each division, as Carl said. If, but as a team, you're not, not competent to enough to put out a winning record, you he's, deserve to go on the road. He's to saying, play yeah, he's saying that you're a division winner, you get a playoff game, but it has to be on the road. All right, so we'll have one division winner, but that one division winner with the shittiest record is the eighth seed. Oh, you're saying it's really or the, like or the six, it, you're saying six, it's six like NBA, it's, it's six, six seed, yeah, but six like seed. in NBA terms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be like that. So that means uh, it would make sense. I mean, the, every team's still going to put out a division winner, and every team's still going to put out a team. There's going to be a representative from every division, but you shouldn't be rewarded for mediocrity, and you shouldn't if you're not fucking competent and you can't put out a winning record as opposed to. Yeah, there's teams that are not going to win their division that are still going to get 10, 11 wins. Like, that's un- – it's so hard to get 10 wins in the yeah. NFL. I.e. that Seattle Seahawks team. Exactly. Do, the- do you guys think they're going to change it ever or no? They should. There's been talks about it. And, it, I mean, the only way that – the only way it would ever potentially be changed is if the conversation is brought up, which it, is going to happen this year. It has to be, like, so from like the – winter meetings. It's like the seventh seed has to be the loudest because they're like, hey, we missed out. And we have a winning record, and Dallas is in, and they have a losing record. It would be different if the Cowboys actually came into the playoffs and then did damage. Then you wouldn't have to talk about it so much. It'd be like, okay, maybe they just had a, a tough schedule. Which they haven't. But Speci- I, I mean, like specific, specifically speaking about the Cowboys, I don't think they have. But I well, just, you can take a team like the seven and nine Seahawks from like five years ago that played the Saints at home and beat them. That was the Marshawn Lynch beast yeah. quake game. And then they made a, yeah, exactly made a little bit of noise. I mean, yeah, it completely counters the argument. But I still feel that if as a team you've been able to win 10, 11 games and you happen to be in a tough division with a team that's better than you and won the division, mm-hmm. you should still be, I don't want to say rewarded, but you should be rewarded more than a fucking 7-9 and nine team just because you're in the shitty division. Agreed. Know? What do you guys think about Week 15? Any matchups you're looking forward to? Because... There's some good ones on the table. It's it's going to get kind of tricky because most divisions are, I mean, ex- with the exception of a few, pretty much wrapped up. I mean. Yeah, it's a weird week in the NFL. It's like, well, some of the games don't even matter. You know, some, you know, are really crucial to playoff seating. So it's about 50-50 where, like, some games really matter. And then some games just, you know, Bengals, yeah. Bengals Patriots don't matter. It does, doesn't Spygate, matter at all. Spygate 2.0 with that one. Yeah, what's going on there? That's, uh, there's just, if you got a spot on the Bengals, I think you have bigger problems than... Let's let's talk about some college football. Yeah, how do you guys feel love, about love CFB? How do you guys feel about the the playoff seating for that one, one through four? So they yeah they put the they put the seating out. Number one LSU, number two Ohio State, number three Clemson, and rounding it out at number four Oklahoma. I think it's kind of a tangled little web that we got. I saw that shit coming. I, I think did. they I think they nailed it. They got it perfectly. I saw it coming, especially with with Oregon beating. Utah, Utah beat that that set them. the that set the tone for this yeah. playoff seating because so we if, all knew Georgia was going to lose. If you think about it, though, it's so weird. Like, okay, so number one LSU Heisman favorite Joe Burrow wasn't good enough to start at Ohio State, transferred to LSU, but then the quarterback that starts at Ohio State wasn't good enough to start at Georgia, so he transferred to Ohio State, and now the starting quarterback of Oklahoma wasn't good enough to start at Alabama or he got benched or whatever. 
it, now it's like everyone's just kind of fucking meeting and it's all coming to fr- and fruition. Georgia and Alabama are the odd ones out, and you got all the fucking and out of the all these ways. out of all these quarterbacks, who do you guys feel is most deserving and is going to pull it out? Deserving, I think, is going to be Jalen Hurts has to be the most deserving quarterback for what he's gone through. I mean, I can tell you guys right now. I don't know anyone if they've been in a position, but if you've been in the position of like where you've had a job and then they take it away from you and then the person after you does good, you know, it's kind of a tight position to be in because you want to root for them, but you also want yourself to do good. So I think he's the most deserving, but I think uh, Joe Burrow gets it done. I think he's just been too good. There's like no way, like every highlight you see of him is just him making time and uh, making plays. Um, Trevor Lawrence is kind of like whatever this year, but, that's not saying he's bad. It's just he did so much his freshman year that it's hard for him to follow that up with a sophomore. Has to be like a ridiculous sophomore campaign. And then Justin Fields, I think, is just he's just young. He's good, but I think he's too young. You think he's too young for the moment, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like Ohio State's obviously the best well-rounded team, but I just think he needs like he, he's not as good as Joe Burrow. But I Fields? didn't. Fields? I didn't really know this until like. I've watched a good amount of Ohio State. Like, I, they just beat the shit out of people most of the time. Mm-hmm. They say that that might be the best Ohio State team in the past 20 years. Justin Fields has thrown one interception all year. Dude, that's fucking yeah. insane, bro. And I mean... And he gets the least amount of love out of out of those uh, four, four QBs. Say what you, yeah, say what you want. I mean, Burrow is getting the love in, in, at LSU because he's like... I think he goes hand-in-hand hand with, like... Coach O, you know they're this, they're turning the program around per se. Like they're they're both kind of like bound together and and they they fit each other well. But I mean, he's a transfer just like Justin Fields is. You know why is Fields not getting the love that he deserves? And Burrow's a baller. Burrow's gonna go first pick in the draft. But I mean, Fields is doing what? When's the last person the the most recent person that threw that few picks was Marcus Mariota and he threw four. I think the thing is because, like, Fields has, like, the way better team. LSU is a lot more scrappier. And, like, Ohio State has, like, they both obviously have, obviously have five stars, but they have, like, Chase Young. They have, all, they have like, 10 to 15 NFL guys on their roster. And LSU, Joe Burrow and LSU, they're doing it with guys who many of them probably aren't going to go to the NFL. Um, they'll probably have a handful of guys, but I don't think all of them. Um, that's why I think Joe Burrow gets more credit as opposed to – so ultimately, Justin do you guys Fields. do you guys think that the national championship is going to be between Ohio State and LSU? I think Ohio State's got their work cut out for them with Clemson. Yeah, you can't sleep on Clemson. Yeah, and I also, I mean, I saw the line for LSU and Oklahoma. That's just like thirteen or something, like twelve and a half. Yeah, like that's fucking. Yeah, I get it. LSU is good, but. They're sleeping on Jalen a little too much. He's been slept on his whole career. He's, he hasn't started hot these past uh, couple games. I'm not really sold on Jalen. He's but more of a comeback artist. He has a great story, don't get me wrong, but like he's, uh, as a, a quarterback, he went to Oklahoma to get his numbers up and everything, and he's like obviously a Heisman finalist and all that stuff, but I don't know if he has it in him to take on LSU. They're just so good. They're Like this year, I don't know, they just came out of nowhere. They're just... They're really fucking good. Um, Ohio State, Clemson, I think Clemson has a good chance to win that game. And the line there is Clemson favored by two. So I'm sure a lot of Ohio State betters are, you know, Ohio State could easily win that game money line. Yeah, easily. Sprinkles. There's a pick. Sprinkles cupcakes. So what do you guys thinking? Um, We got the Heisman finalists here. 
Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Chase Young. Joe Burrow's Justin running away Fields. with it. Joe Burrow? Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy pick. It's unfortunate that the Heisman is a popularity contest and it's not necessarily like impact. So it's awarded to supposedly the best player in the country. But I think the best player in the country is far and away Chase Young in terms of his impact is the way teams game plan around him. Like he really is. He's the best. He's going to be the best player in the draft. Not necessarily going to be the first player drafted, but like. So just, it's going to be the same as this past draft. Yeah, there was just, you have there's like Murray. a meme going around. Like you have Kyler Murray going one and then you have uh, Nick Bosa going two. Kyler Murray went one out of necessity and Nick Bosa is, was the best player, but he wasn't a defensive end wasn't needed as much as a quarterback was needed to the team, you know, like to Kingsbury or whatever. So I think that's the case here. Yeah. I just, uh, there's a meme going around. We're saying like, Oh, Chase Young hasn't done shit all game. And then they show a picture of him getting triple team. It's yeah, going to be tough. Exactly. It's going to be tough for a defensive guy to win the Heisman. Cause then you can get triple team and you can have a zero, zero, zero stat line. Doesn't mean you didn't impact the game, but there's just no like stat for that. And that's a lot of what a, the Heisman is, is the best stats. Um, even though, you know, I think Burrow leads the nation in like completion percentage and like efficiency and all that stuff. Um, so I think out of the quarterbacks, he's the best, but yeah, it should go to chase young, but I just, I don't know if they're going to give it to a defensive player. It won't happen because, excuse me, the casual fan and the, the people that do have a say in the Heisman voting and like all that, like people aren't, they're going to say, Oh, chase young has only had one sack over the last three games. But yeah, like Max said, there's no stat for fucking up a play and, and, Creating a one on one, yeah, yeah. Creating a one on one for like even like QB pressure, like, even like QB pressure is like a bullshit stat. Like, how do they measure that? Like, how is, you know, there's no like five yards or five yard rush is a five yard rush. QB pressure is just like he got yeah, hurries and all a that certain stuff. yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to. I guarantee you, a competent defense or a, an above average defense is less scared of Joe Burrow than a above average offense is scared of Chase Young. Like, I guarantee you in the film room, they go, fuck, we got Chase this week. Like, we got to fucking figure yeah. something out. Yeah. We got to put two or three of these motherfuckers on Game plan way much more. As yeah. opposed to, oh, Burrow's going to, bro, might light us up, but we trust our we trust our, our scheme. We trust yeah. our guys. Like, we, we know how to slow him down. This and, like, Chase Young is a physical specimen. It's, it's hard to slow him down. It's like Jadevian Clowney back in the day. He used to just fucking. You can game plan against running backs, wide receivers. Exactly. Instead of. But it's hard to game plan against pure athleticism and pure strength and just fucking just being that good of a player. Yeah. It'd be different if the quarterback was like Lamar Jackson back there or somebody that can escape the pocket and create. So Uh, Joe Burrow's not the guy. So who's your guys is, uh, who's winning it all? Who do you think? Uh, I think I got to go with, uh, Ohio state. Number two, Ohio state. What about you? I like Ohio state. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I think Ohio State as well. I think we're all going to sweep Ohio State, not say oh, anything bad about man, LSU. Pick different. Okay, who are you picking? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, w- I would love for Jalen. Jalen Hurts. And o- amazing. I don't know, man. I think Clemson might fuck around and That'd just be... do it so, again. Oddly enough, story. they I haven't played with. anybody. Trevor Lawrence's uh, his numbers aren't what they were last year, but his coach freaking his coach Dabo? yeah said that uh, he thinks he's better this year, leaps and bounds ahead of where he was last year. He's and, way better last year. That I mean, that could be another year in the system. That he, could be maybe his. He likes his decision making. I don't know. I mean, the stats don't back it up. But if the coach is saying that, it must have something to it. Well, he was benched a couple times at halftime because they're up just so bullying, much. Yeah, yeah. just blowing yeah. people out, and, and they just beat the shit out of who do they in the in the Virginia? Yeah, they just fucking I, beat the shit out. I of think them. he's going to be similar to Chase Young to where like he's so good that 
you're not going to be able to see it all because, you know, by the time his draft time comes, he's going to be by far and away the best quarterback in any draft class that he's in. Um, if he was draft eligible, he'd go number one this year. I think he would have went number one last year. He's yeah. so fucking good. He, he's, and in the NFL, uh, there, there is a rule that if you're that good and you're above 19, I believe, you can enter the draft. Um, but, I would love to see that. But nobody's ever done it yet. Yeah, I would love to see that. It, it, I mean, if they're not letting Chase Young do it, Trevor Lawrence do it. I mean, I don't know who's going to have to come along for them to let the, let them do that. I don't think Dabo's letting a quarterback leave, you know, when Clemson makes bowl games, he makes more money. It just kind of doesn't really make it's sense. NCAA scheme. Yeah, so I, I think um, money. not to hop back and forth, but do you think we should give out some more money this week, some more NFL picks? Right, let's do it. Let's touch on some Sweet. Uh, NFL games. Pull some games up. When I die, put my money in so now we're going to give out some picks with our be- betting segment. Uh, we've got a lot of NFL coming up, starting with our Thursday night game. Max, who do we got? Thursday night, we got Jets at Ravens. Kind of an ugly game. Really don't want to touch it. Ravens minus 14 and a half. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not touching that line at all. Does that shit scare you or what? A little bit. I mean, the Ravens should really beat this team 35-0, but they probably won't. Realistically, um, sums up there. That line should be 20, but it's 14. So I have a feeling Jets will cover, but I'm not putting money on that. All right. What about you guys? Thursdays are always a toss up. It's like fucking impossible. I don't want to bet shit on Thursday, especially after that, after that Dallas game. Color rush game. That was rough, dude. That was really rough. Carl, you got a pick for us? Yeah, I got Packers minus four and a half. Slam that shit all fucking day, dude. Who do they play? Bears. Packers minus four and a half at the Bears. That was a week one matchup. Packers won that by seven, I think. Packers gonna Look, play although although I took Dallas minus the three, I'm you, you know you want those revenge games where you're just like all oh, fucking fade fade the Bears again. Like you want your money back. Yeah. I think this is a spot where they actually come out and they cover that four play and a well. half. Yeah. Mm. It's a it's not a football number. It's not a field goal, it's a touchdown. Is that an official pick? Um, no, it's not. It's not official pick for me. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and stay away from that one. Uh, what I do like, the thing I like about that that I'm leaning Packers heavy is it's in Lambeau. In that home field advantage. Yeah. I think. I think. I'm gonna take back everything I said about <laughs> about our boy in Denver, freaking Drew Locke. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and sprinkle some money on. The Denver Broncos against the the Chiefs. We got plus spread and money yeah. line. Plus no, just definitely m- definitely not money line. Taking it's, the points. It's in Arrowhead, so I'm not going to be fucking dumb about it. Yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and take the plus eleven points, which I did I like this that past pick. week. I do like that pick. That's a really good pick. Um, a game that stood out to me um, was that Chiefs and Broncos game, but I'm going to go swing it over to. The 49ers and the Falcons. Niners here favored by 11. I'm going to go ahead and lay the 11. It's a Shanahan revenge game. He's going to put up 50 on Atlanta. Atlanta isn't going to have an answer. It's in Santa Clara. Uh, East to West Coast game. I think the Niners just, you know, once again, revenge game. Love love where your head's at on that Um, So I think Niners win huge here. Um, I'm not scared to lay the 11. You know, they really should win by like 24. What do you think about that over under uh, 47 and a half? 
we just saw the highest scoring game of the year, I think, with the Niners at Saints. Um, so I think the trend's going to flip. I think I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be like a 24-10. I mean, I don't mean to call you out, but you just said they're going to hang 50 on the Falcons' heads. Well, it's going to be a blowout. Do you, no, what I, was, what I was trying to get at with that was, do you think the Falcons put up any points against the Niners? Like maybe a touchdown or Field two? Goal. Oh. I think they Damn. put up three. Um, and I think Niners just con- complete control, getting ready for the playoffs. Um, regardless, I think they cover easily. Not a big fan of over-under here, but the 11 points is so easy to lay out. I'll give me that all day. I think the Falcons are going to have to completely abandon any semblance of a run game. They're going to have to pass the whole game. And in the NFL, it's so hard to defend a pass for three quarters. And they're going to put some points up. All right. Do you guys want to hear my scary game of the week? Let's hear it. Rams, Cowboys. Spooky. The line is even. Dead even. Dead even. Why is that line even? You ask me. I don't know. I, <laughs> I did ask you. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. And you know what that makes me think? The Cowboys are just such a way different team. You know at, that at that home. Okay, you know that's what they actually makes, score. I can't even talk right now. Sorry. You know that's you know that you know what that makes me think? Yeah. Cowboys. Oh, what a great take that was. There's no way they should be even. Cowboys just got blown out. Right? I mean, got the black back blown out. Well, they, it, the score is a lot closer than it seems. The Rams just whooped on the Seahawks. Everyone's going to be on the Rams. Mark this down as a pick for me. Cowboys even. Um, taking that as a pick on my board. I'm going to go ahead and go with the under in that game. It's at 49. Mark this as me taking the Rams to put it on the Cowboys. Rams. Just... Fucking canned Brett Maher, fucking miss field goal boy. That was actually bad business there. You can't can a guy after he does hospital charity work. Did did you mark my pick? You can can. I got your pick. I got your pick. That's missed the most field goals in the season. I'm going better than two and one. I might two and one or better. I might just sweep again. Just might sweep. Just might sweep. Just might cover. Just might sweep. Um. Right. I got one more pick on my card. I don't know if you guys want to stop at two. I'm going all the way to three. Uh, Patriots travel to Cincinnati this week. Spreads nine and a half. Um, Patriots just got accused of Spygate 2.0 uh, from the Bengals. I don't feel like Belichick's going to be too happy about that. I don't know if you guys remember last time the New England Patriots lost to the Chiefs. Famous post, uh, post-game press conference. We're on to Cincinnati. Same thing here. Chiefs, we're on to Cincinnati. Um, I think the Patriots blow out the Bengals. This uh, line again shouldn't be nine and a half. It should be 15, 20, even 23. Um, so Patriots here lay the nine points, cash checks on Sunday night. You're taking that even right. with the Patriots' I'm offensive taking, struggles? It's the Bengals. Let's make a friendly wager because I'm going to go so, ahead and bet on your team and I'm going to take the, the Bengals plus nine and a half. You're going to lose. All right, we'll we'll go ahead and see about that. I'm glad I'm not the only I mean, crazy one. The last time, the last time we bet, you didn't come through and jumped in the ocean. I with, will with do the that. Kaepernick jersey. No, the season's not over. I'll do it. All right. Um. Yeah, we can figure something out here. If you have that much faith in the Bengals, you're going to be very disappointed, sir. I think it's less that it's more no faith I in think, the Patriots' offense. I think and Patriots Andy Dalton like shit, is going to show up and he's going to show you guys why you guys don't need Joe Burrow as much as you think. 
Patriots are gonna Patriots could cover this game with a backup quarterback. No, not cover the nine. Yeah. Nah. You guys haven't watched much Bengals football then. I watched they are in the car with you last week. Terrible. You guys are dog shit, but the last yeah. two weeks with Andy Dalton behind the helm, it, it's a different football team. They just lost by eight to the Browns. The Pats have looked rough too, dude. That that offense is they were oof. away. They're they they're gonna away. have a defensive score at least. They're gonna have a ru- over a hundred yards rushing. It's just gonna be bad. Our linebackers can't hang with James White. It's not gonna happen. All right, well they're gonna lose by thirteen, Rex, fourteen. Rex Burkhead revenge game. Easily. Tom Brady has put up the same numbers, actually worse, than Dak Pres- uh, Prescott. He's playing a high school defense. This is our first edition of Ask the Boys. We got some people on Twitter. We got some people in real life. We got we got just our fans in general, our fucking dogs, people that ride with us, asking us questions, giving us input about what they want us to talk about on the pod. The first one today is from our good friend, Demetrio Navarro, a.k.a. the king of the fucking, what is it? The king of the, I can't even think king of the King of the XYZ312s. <laughs> <laughs> Demetrio's elite. And today, Demetrio wants to know about the Angels still being in the hunt for Garrett Cole. And if they don't get him, what other free agents they can target. So we touched on this a little earlier. We are definitely still. Well, you're definitely not getting. In the Garrett Cole, so well, go ahead and fuck off with that, Angel fans. Well, Thank what he said is if we're here. still in the hunt, and I well, think that's you're not. Well, we are. Wait, fuck. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, fuck. That was, no, yeah, that was the sound of the Dodgers in the World Series. Oof. Oh, that was a good one. Bro. Oof. My bad, my bad. Anyways, Demetrio, we're I still in the hunt. Fucking, where is it? We're still in the hunt for Garrett Cole, and if we miss out on him, still Ryu, still Keiko. Oh, all of a sudden, you just want you want Dodger pitchers, huh? Well, he's yeah. the first one that came to mind, right? I'm I being I personally think that you guys should go after Hunjin Ryu. You guys should also go after, uh, sorry, uh, Tim Lincecum. <laughs> now you guys should go after Andrew Miller to improve on your bullpen. Okay. I, I think there's a lot of players out there we can get, but I think uh, how much if, value does Mad Bum still have? I'll keep an eye on him. Last player name starts with a C. Corbin. 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 Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. Ooh, he'd come. Uh, Tyler Skaggs is his good friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, even Skaggs. Bumgarner could improve on that. On that I, think, I think we have to get Bumgarner if we don't get Cole. We can get him for cheap, um, too. Bumgarner and Ryu. Wouldn't be mad at that. Maybe even uh, Dallas Keuchel. Um, but, yeah, I think if we get Cole, it's huge. If not, I mean, there's still other, you know, there's still other fish out there. And, well, let's uh, get this straight. Southern, Southern California is a very desirable place to come. You guys are not a pitcher away from making the playoffs. You guys are pieces away from Well, that's why I just named like three or four yeah, pitchers. Yeah, you know? and that was that was very good for you. Thank We're you. two pitchers and, and a third And now what I can't way. get across in my head is why you guys are so fucking hung up on getting Garrett Cole. Cole's huge. I mean, we He's, paid Albert Pujols that fat-ass contract. You don't think we're going to pay Cole that contract? Cole's deserving of that contract, okay. but doesn't mean you guys should... Be the ones to do it, and why is that? Okay, so we're kind of segueing into Eddie's because Eddie's question. You, you hate two players in your outfield right we're, now. We're segueing into Eddie's that's question. Okay. You hate Upton. You hate fucking uh freaking Calhoun. Hey, Calhoun's gone. Joe Adele, ever heard of him? Heard of him? Hasn't done shit in the MLB. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Carl. Go ahead and continue with the rest of that bullshit question. <laughs> the bullshit question is: uh, This is from. The people's champ 
at Dope It's Eddie. Don't care. And he said, what do the Dodgers have to do to stop sucking cock in the World Series? And then I, well, I said, first of I said, all, no, Fre- I don't have an answer Fre- for that. Friedman's got to talk can't. to... Friedman's got to talk to uh, ownership and spend some money, but that wasn't what the question was. No, so it was. Go, it was. Go, go ahead. No, no, that's go ahead. what he said. He said, "What do they have to do to stop sucking cock in the World Series?" And then a follow-up question well, was, "What would the Angels have to do to become a playoff team next year?" What I would say first is, I would tell your boy Eddie to wear an Angel hat instead of a a, a Houston Astros hat. And secondly, I'd say, "Fuck that question." We don't. Shit on Angels fans on this podcast. I just want you to know kidding, we're a Eddie. pro Angels uh, fan podcast. I think the Angels have to, and we just talked about it. Garrett Cole. I think if they get Garrett Cole during the playoffs, I think if they add a couple more pieces, they make a pretty scary run. Uh, who knows? They might even make it to back to back World Series and lose, like the Dodgers. Sorry, I didn't know this was an Angels podcast. Well, I, I purposely learned the Heimlich maneuver this off season so that I can do it on any Dodger fan during the World Series when they start choking. Well, I appreciate it. Because I've been sucking that that Artie Moreno dick lately. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. What it tastes like? Mexican. <laughs> uh, I'm in know, there. I like that. What's the next question, Carl? Next question we got from my dog, Zach. Mr. Zachary Kevin Johnson. I don't know his Twitter off the top of my head, but I, I will know. find it. But he did ask, or he did want us to talk about the Steelers, I know how much you love them, Max. I'm sorry, I found it already. His at is Zachary KJ75 on Twitter. And he brought to my attention that the Steelers are 3-0 and with a rookie quarterback who is playing with arguably no offensive weapons. Starting running back has been banged up all season. Number one receiver, cannot stay healthy. And he did play one of those games without his Pro Bowl center. So what do you have to say about... Mr. Duck Hodges, who's Ducky? putting the team on his back, mm. doing what he has to do to get the job. Got to give credit where credit's due. You won three games in the NFL. It's good. Um, not going to bring up who they were against, but, I mean, with that being said, if you win games in the NFL, it's fine. Somehow they're still in the wild card hunt, and being unbiased, that's actually pretty impressive for the Steelers to lose a bunch of pieces, lose a quarterback, lose two quarterbacks, um, get knocked in the head by your own helmet, get embarrassed on national television, and to still be in the playoff hunt. I think that's pretty impressive regardless of the team. Um, now, would I like them to make the playoffs and get bounced round one? That would be great. If they just missed the playoffs completely, that would also be great. Um, so were, were two of those wins against the Bengals and the Browns? One was I, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, he came in relief of Mason Rudolph in the Bengals yeah. game. Yeah. And then he beat the Browns, and he beat the Cardinals yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say uh, – it was two weeks before that that he won the game, right? Because then that's when Rudolph came back. It was the week after they played the Browns. The week after they played the Browns the first well, time? Well, because I think Rudolph was out. I think it's impressive, but I also think that there's a mini asterisk on, on, on that. Why? Explain. Just strength Just strength the schedule. I mean, you're you're playing it's two teams. It's a cupcake teams, schedule, yeah, yeah. Two teams that are borderline at the same at the same um, competitiveness of, of your team. So I mean, it still is a dogfight for your team to to win those games, but at the same time, like, it's you're not beating anybody special. I think so too. I think the first, the second they get in the playoffs, are getting bounced. Um, I don't care who's at quarterback, but yeah, I, again, little credit there that you know it is tough to win games in the NFL. That defense is elite, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know you hate to talk about it, but I, I mean, the fact that they only have you know they have however many years of history. 
only two rings past whatever 20 years it's just embarrassing they're they're like a pimple to our franchise or our, our league um blemish blemish on the shield cool you have another question uh yeah that was uh from zach thanks zach zach go ahead and do what you're doing light max up on twitter you love the fucking Steelers, dude. I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah, I can Deep tell. Down. Our last question. Well, it's, it's not really a question, but uh, our boy Austin Felons, uh, at Felons Austin on Twitter, he wants to know favorite plays for the NBA and early preview week 15 and recap week 14. So we kind of touched on the, the week 14 recap and a little bit of what we liked in week 15, what we're excited to watch. Uh, Austin, Jesse is going to be hooking you up with some plays in the upcoming days. Uh, not quite sure when this is going to come out, but definitely will give you a heads up of what his plays are going to be for when it does come out. Right, Jess? Going to keep yeah. him in the know? Yeah, I'll, I'll post. I always post day of, and it shit honestly takes me a minute to, to come up with some plays. It's not just like I see two teams playing and I'm just picking one. Um, I actually take my time with these. And as I do, NFL, and we all bet on shit, but like, it takes a minute to come up with some plays for me. So yeah, there's definitely a science behind it. Um, you know, I, I see you come out with your plays daily. So I mean, I wish we could give them give out live picks, but the show is not live. So I mean, just keep an eye out for the Twitter picks. Um, but I appreciate the question. Yeah, honestly. for sure. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate. It. All right, cool. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and go uh, around the table with some final thoughts. I Let's get it, Carl. What are you looking forward to this week, man? I'm looking forward to. The free agent market in the MLB heating up. The winter meetings are coming. It's getting a little chilly. You know, it's just gonna get, it's just gonna get spicy. Someone's gonna land somewhere unexpected, and it's gonna flip the whole, maybe not the whole MLB on its side because one bang, player bang. is hard to, one player is hard to completely change a team. But Garrett Cole is gonna drop a fucking bomb somewhere. Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna look at it. We're gonna be happy or sad in the next couple of days, and that's just you know. The Dodgers are going to get worse. I kind of just want Hopefully. the Band-Aid to get ripped off. Jesse, what are you looking forward to? Um, looking forward to exact opposite of what Carl's looking forward to. Honestly, it, I hope... MLB? I mean, I, I hope you guys land somebody, but I hope that person doesn't fucking perform. Because I don't exactly like you Angel fans, but I do care about the team, and I do care about the Angels doing better. Yeah, I mean... You want the fuck on me? I respect the hate, man. I respect the hate. You got to stay committed to it. You know, no, I don't. We hate you guys. You hate us. I it don't. is what it is. You guys are more concerned about hating the Dodgers. We're not than concerned I am. about you guys. You, you guys are. are you guys are, are on the national platform. You can't. I don't go out and look for you. It gets thrown in my face. I have team, to. I have to see better. Justin Turner's skid mark on his back every game. It's annoying. And that's the price I'm you sorry. guys have I'm to sorry. pay. We're good. I'm it's sorry, not about good being good. You guys, you guys are in a big market, and it's like you guys are going to get marketed. Oh, I'm sorry. You're next to Disneyland. You're overshadowed. Everyone go watch the video of the kids saying. There's a reason why he's Disneyland kill sold, his, sold the team. His cousin over a piece of pizza. Your owner has AIDS. It's my favorite video. So, AIDS cocktail, bro. Works on half, half the people with HIV. You don't kill me over a piece of pizza, bro. I'll go to Dodgers on a Shake yes. Magic Johnson's hand day and... I hope you have a cut on your hand. I hope you know? he has a cut on his hand. Good. So I'm looking out for, uh, it's Christmas time. I'm looking out for advent calendars. It's about the time. It's uh, December 10th right now. So 
Um, only a couple more days till you just kind of say fuck it and just open up all the little uh, chocolates on there and just eat them all. Who would have um, thought that the day we had confrontation on this show, it'd make it better and worse at the same time. It was such time. a battle today, guys. It no. was such a battle. <sighs> it was a battle. I wish we could have filmed it and they would have been like behind the music. I got a couple <laughs> shout outs to give. Shout out to my boy Mikey, PMA Barber Studio. My dog listens to the podcast in the cut. Plays it for his uh, for his clients while he's cutting their hair. He's giving them a fresh fade and giving them some knowledge. My boy Zach, like I said, mentioned him earlier. Loyal listener. Doesn't really hype it up, but he still listens and he gives me feedback. <laughs> My boy Ray about to turn 30 next week. 808. 808's in heartbreaks. About to turn 30, you know, it's coming up. Uh, about to have a fucking banger this weekend for my dog. And uh, last but not least, shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, for giving me the strength to do this podcast. Fire. Yeah, I need that too. Uh, I'm going to give a couple shout outs here. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to Javi for kicking me in the eye, giving me a black eye. Um, Did what we great. all wanted to do. Yep. Did it on accident. It was great. Went sledding, kicked in the eye by a boot. I'm a soldier. I'm a hero. I'm a survivor. Uh, follow me on Twitter <laughs> at M-A-X-F-A-R-1-A-S. Jesse. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my cousin, speaking on the barber. Uh, my cousin AJ just ran his, or completed his uh, second triathlon of uh, 70, 70 miles. Thank you for dropping your phone, Max. Uh, he's trained over the past two years to become the man he is, uh, mind, body, soul. Uh, super, super proud of his transformation, and I think he deserves a, a lot of recognition for what he's doing. And he's helping a lot of uh, military guys that are going through it right now, Hell yeah. suffering uh, with P, uh, PTSD. And yeah, just want to give a shout out to my cousin AJ. Hell yeah. Preach. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. If you're still with us, uh, if you're not, wake the fuck up. Yep. Stay off that CTE. Wow. Anyway, stay off the weed. Where is it? Dude, don't get us flagged by a Oh, I thought we were alone. getting out of here. Stay off the weed. Stay Hit off it. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed.